Thank you for listening to the Made in the Americas podcast. This podcast covers various topics impacting the 21st century workforce from the perspective of DHL executives in the Americas. I'm Andrea Scarpula with the Communications, Sustainability and Brand Americas team. This time around, we have Ken Allen, member of the Board of Management, Global CEO for DHL e-commerce solutions and author of the 2019 book, Radical Simplicity. Thank you again for, for talking to us today about how great leaders inspire and your experience. Yes, so thank you very much for the invite. Very happy to be here. You know, it's it's hard to begin by not acknowledging uh, the current global health crisis. You know, some would say that leaders are forged in crisis, and this one has certainly been unprecedented. So uh, can you start by telling us what you think are the most important things leaders should do during a crisis to inspire uh, their workforce to remain engaged, you know, with the company's purpose? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of our customers have had to go onto an online offering because their shops and other facilities are closed. And then also a lot of consumers now are moving online, especially the older consumer. You know, for a long time, young people have been shopping directly B2C. Now more and more older consumers are going online. So our people have been a lifeline um, to everybody in this current situation. From a leadership perspective, it's been easy and difficult in two different ways, because in many ways, we've just had to stand back and let our people do what they know how to do. So we've given them a lot of support in terms of um, you know, PPE, the, the equipment that they need to, to run efficiently. But the reality is, with the high levels of training that our people have had, with the high levels of motivation that they've um, developed internally, They've gone out there and really proven that highly motivated frontline employees really know in depth what to do. And in, to a certain extent, leaders have got to encourage, but also stand back to an extent and let them do the right things and, and what they know want doing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we're totally removed from it. Um, we have to make sure that everybody's following the group um, recommendations and local government recommendations. But at the end of the day, it's people on the front line who've got the tools, who've got the great training, um, who've got the customer contact that have really made a massive difference. So leadership really has been about creating that environment where people become experts of what they're doing. They've got great tools. They've got great training. And when a situation like this arises, um, they know what to do and they've done a, a fantastic job. Thank you. Yes. And, and I know that you have a lot of experience, um, you know, dealing with uh, crisis and, and you've actually worked uh, throughout your career in highly volatile countries or countries recovering from war. Can you share an example of, you know, what you did to help employees remain focused on our core business despite, you know, uncertain times? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I talk a lot about is is focus, and and you know the book is called Radical Simplicity, and within that concept, I talk about um, 
a, a mindset called self, simplicity, execution, leadership, and focus. And when we talk about simplicity, I don't mean it's easy. I mean, it's, it's a question of really understanding in a lot of depth what your business is about and then being able to explain to everyone very simply um, what's expected from them. I think the best thing that we ever did um, when I was in, in my time in Express was introduced a massive training program, which really concentrated on making sure that every single employee in the organization knew exactly how they fitted into the process. And, you know, motivated people follow process because they know that if they do that, the customer gets what is what is painful. Then I think building what we called an insanely customer-centric culture made every single employee realize that the purpose of the business was to create and keep a customer. And when you build that kind of customer-centric culture into a business, everybody wants to do whatever's right um, for customers. And I think in today's crisis, we see a lot of it that people are prepared to go out there um, to deliver in very difficult circumstances. Throughout our history, um, people have always wanted to go that extra mile. Perfect. Yes. Yes. So in your opinion, do you think leaders are born or made and why? Well, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question. I think they're made over time. A lot of leaders are you know, self-developed. Um, in certain instances, you know, you can be born with it, especially if you've got a certain skill. But I would say the vast majority um, came up the way that I did, that there was no natural leadership in the beginning. It's when you really start to understand, as I say, the customer and people environment, people start to trust you, you start to produce the results, um, and then you get followers. Right, exactly. And what would you say also are characteristics of a great leader? Maybe just three characteristics that a great leader should have. I think it's back to the same things. I, I, I think a great leader has to be an absolute expert in his field. He has to understand all the nuances of his business. Um, the good people can can explain their business to a five-year-old in 10 minutes, you know, uh, and they would understand it. So it's a deep understanding of the business itself. Then secondly, um, what a lot of people forget, and I see this a lot in business, the purpose of a business is to create and keep a customer. And keep that in mind at all time. You know, I used to have my own little business and then you really understand the importance of customer because, you know, you've got nothing without customer. But if you really know that, that the, the whole way we're going to grow, the whole, the whole way we're going to develop is by satisfying customer needs, then you really understand that you've got to have that customer communication uh, and link. And as, as I said before, I don't care what function you're in, you should always have a customer link. And then as a byproduct of that almost, who are the people in most businesses, especially in the logistics business, that sees those customers day in, day out, and deals with all the issues that we've got to address? That is our frontline people. So in our industry, you know, the courier who's delivering every day, the customer service agent who's taking the bookings and taking, taking the complaints, 
you have to spend time with those people and really understand the nuts and bolts um, of your operation and, and what's going on. If we have a customer first mentality and we talk to our frontline employees, I think very often you get to know the issues a lot quicker. And, and how would you say you develop that trust between the employee and the supervisor? You know, it doesn't matter what level, but, but developing that trust, how, how would you say is the best way to go about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, it absolutely starts from the top, right? So, you know, we've got to be very clear that if anybody's got a problem that they feel comfortable in bringing it to us and then we will help them solve it. You know, I'm a great believer that the old days of command and control are gone. The day, the, the, the ways to lead a business now is all about communication. It's about training. It's about skill sets and tools and everything else. So absolutely, um, it starts at the top. And we say to, to our supervisors and our managers, please escalate that issue. I mean, don't think about your situation. Think about what impact this is having on the customer. And then the, the absolute importance of supervisors. Look, if I go to a, a, a station or a facility and, and I talk to all the frontline employees, people will listen because of my position and who I am and everything else. Um, but if the frontline supervisor is in front of those people and tells them, this is a great company to work. You know, we'll give you the great training. We'll give you great opportunity. And um, we really care about you and the environment and, and equality and everything else. And our frontline supervisor telling people that because we're treating them in the same way, then I think, you know, we've, we've got a fantastic environment where people do feel very open, where they do feel that they can raise issues or raise ideas, even more importantly, that their supervisors and managers will listen to. And then that's, it's, it's just a, it's a virtuous cycle then, right? People feel that they're being listened to. People feel that their ideas are being acted, acted upon. People know that the most important thing is customer satisfaction. And that trust just builds and builds and builds. It's not something that happens overnight. And that's why, you know, the certified trainings are, are so important. That's why this, this whole mindset um, of insanely customer-centric is so important. In your book, you say that talent is always there. It just needs to be unlocked. So how does a supervisor go about unlocking their team's talent? Is it only through training or, or through other means? No, I think... It's absolutely this whole virtuous cycle that as people open up, as people more, feel more confident to, at work, as things get uh, more successful, then people want to do uh, more and more. Within every single person, um, there's a huge amount of um, capability and knowledge and the more that you encourage them to share it and, and to be open and to be part of what we're trying to achieve, then you that that trust just just builds and yeah it's not just a training it it's 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 the whole environment that you're uh, creating at work yes exactly thank you again ken and before uh, we close i must ask um you've often been called the singing ceo <laughs> so we want to end this podcast by asking what is your all-time favorite song no, it's not hard. No, I've got I've got a lot of favorite songs, but I I, I think it's a uh, ain't no mountain high enough. You know, 
because it was almost like that song was written for us, you know, if you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far, I'll be there in a hurry, on that you can depend and never worry, because baby there ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. And it's all about the commitment of people to customer. And um, it was, and, and, and look, I always say there's four things that bring us together as human beings, you know, uh, music, sport, love, and of course, logistics. And <laughs> if you explain things to people and trying to um, relate your strategy and everything that you're doing to those things, um, it makes a massive difference. I agree. Thank you so much, Ken. And I must add food as well to that list. <laughs> food as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much again. No, it was great. It was great. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And please stay tuned for the next Made in the Americas podcast.